0: And welcome to episode one hundred and eighty one of LABE Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host, Colin Commander Phoenix DeFire Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewind of this episode, we have our Chief of Inhuman Resources, Commander Shan. Hello. <laughs> we have our director of pest control, Ashley Devine. Doctor Toxic. Good evening. And of course, where would we be with our chief bar steward, uh, Grant Cycleco? I've got a lovely T9 skin. Well, God.
1: Good evening, everyone. Yes, and um, apologies for delay. Maybe I should be promoted to uh, head of timekeeping.
0: Head of timekeeping. Doesn't that come under uh, health and safety? You'd be, tre- you'd be treading on uh, Ben's ground. Imagine well, he's almost dead anyway, so you know.
2: Wouldn't that make you a time
0: lord?
1: Uh I think probably more of a um Yeah. I'll come it back can, to you that we with...
0: can't be a time lord. They just got rid of the last decent Scottish one. So um <sighs> yes. Got if you would, oh, actually time. are we are we um Playing around around live station tonight, or are we just sort of flying about?
1: Well, I've got I've got my Type Ten, which I've kitted out for combat because I know you guys are like at live station. Um, so I'll just do a quick dock, and then I'm going to come out and sort out all these people hanging around with my tank.
0: <laughs> yes, the the. the the t10 wow i'll certainly be touching on that later on so yeah if you if you wish you can join us live um grant will be hanging around Lave station in basically this tank um (laughs) uh, if you can't join us in game there's also the twitch chat which you can access through through access through leaveradio.com slash live i'll click on the live chat chat and of course twitch tv slash live radio so first of all let me allow uh, allow me to say happy new year to everyone in the crew and everyone who's listening and everyone who's who's flying about at the moment Uh, so we'll start with uh shan how many npcs have you been torturing over the break and what have you been up to
2: i've managed to break npc payouts you're I have a them. nice I have a nice screenshot with a negative figure in front of the NPC paid amount. So that's going to be a bug report frontier. So they now owe me money every time <laughs> I pay them.
1: Oh but what did you do this time? I mean you know, <laughs> blasting them out of airlocks when they're, you know, used is bad enough, but to actually charge them for the privilege of being blasted out of your airlock?
2: Well, isn't that the natural evolution of capitalism?
0: Yes. Uh, you know what? I now name you Dr. Schankenstein for all your evil experiments.
2: <laughs> well, I experiment so you don't have to. <laughs> you,
0: can thank, you can thank David Gillum for that. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Toxic, what have you been up to over the last, well, year, really?
3: <laughs> <laughs> over the last year, God. Um, not a lot, really. I've been playing with my server again. Uh, repurposing my Minecraft server. So I've taken all of the world data out of it, and for some reason now I can't connect to it. Yay, broken it. So... That's a bit of fun. Um, what else have I been doing? Getting into gridcoin mining, because why not? Other than that, it's been really quiet. Nice quiet new year.
0: Oh, that's that's nice to know. Um, moving on to <laughs> uh, somebody who will be anything but quiet. <laughs>
1: Commander Psycho Cow, oh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Um, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's, it's been a, a really nice run up to Christmas. Um, a really nice relaxing Christmas, if you consider trying to cook five different meals for five different people. Relaxing, which it bloody well isn't, and um, various other crazy things that we all put ourselves through for a single day, like fighting people in supermarkets for the last loaf of bread. Because, god damn it, you need six loaves to last you that extra day.
0: For one bloody day, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I don't. I
1: don't how know if how it's much the same bread do you guys eat? No, you're 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 miss you're you're misinterpreting. I was being sarcastic. I was just in there watching people fighting over the last loaf. I can bake a loaf if I need to bake a loaf. So therefore, Christmas and New Year, I don't give a crap. I just make sure I've got flour and yeast, and that's all I need. That's I was feeling
2: really quite triumphant, actually, because I managed to grab the last toberone in the local Sainsbury's. It was literally <laughs> the last toberone and Mrs. Shan when she wanted some chocolate. And uh, milk, milk chocolate toberones won't do it. it, has to be the proper toberone. I got the last one in Sainsbury's, which looked as though it had been hit by looters <laughs> on the day before the zombie apocalypse. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's the way our Morrison's looks at the moment. I don't think they've got the supply stuff up and running properly at the moment.
1: Oh, look! There's another T10. Watch it, Grant. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't tend to, to to put myself through the shopping chaos. Um, it winds me up too much. I don't know. I really cannot stand shopping at Christmas time. So, um, if I've not been shopping by 10am, I ain't going and therefore that's how i how i keep myself sane Uh, around that we had the 12 mugs of christmas competition running through the the hutton truckers which was a carry-on where On the first day they were given a rare item that they had to go and collect and then sell at a particular station and then on the second day they were given a new item which they had to get two of and then they had to go back and get one of the first item and then sell that at the station all the way through till you had 180 odd rares in your hold. (laughs) So they made quite a nice bit of profit which is nice and we created these wonderful audio pieces um, for them to follow each day which has been, you know, a lot of fun. And... uh, Excuse me, last night I um, did something special in my Type 10. Oh, go on. Thanks to to the help of um, Shan and his advice that there was a good place for passenger missions that would help me finish off that uh, last rank in trading. And yeah, after my fourth run, I finally managed to cross the 100% into Elite in Trading. And, uh, yeah, it felt pretty good to get back in and have something fun to do. As much as it was a mind-numbing 2 million light-second journey from star to to the station... And uh, they start moaning after the first two minutes. Oh, the customer is being impatient. Impatient! Look, mate, if you're going to get any more cheeky with me, you can get out and flipping well walk, right? So you shut your face up. Just shut up. Sharp in the back. Shut. Up. All right. No, no dogs. I didn't. Oh. yeah, they're annoying. Mm. And uh, other than yeah. that, watching loads of really interesting television programs and stuff like. that. Cool. Very cool. Uh, well
0: let's see Santa was very nice to me because I now have a brand new headset so hopefully I'm coming through clearer than I was before I start
3: oh okay just as clear as before but you can thank Skype quality for that I still think we should move over to Discord
0: Uh, and let's see yeah the, the 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 matching website is almost there. There did seem to be a little bit of a problem with one of the one of the sets of functionality that uh, I'm hoping to put in. Uh, so I need to. Um, I've sent a query off to Frontier to make sure it's not breaking any of their code of conduct rules. And um, let's see what else. I think that's been about it, really. Um, oh, uh, I might have lost about three or four, five or six t tens over the Christmas period. Um, turns out that uh, i'm not as good uh a pilot as i as i thought something that big so um, <clears throat> moving on <laughs> shall we talk development news yes why not get yep. the <laughs> the enthusiasm okay well obviously i think the week after we stopped broadcasting last year um they brought out the big mother load of a ship. The T 10. Now, who here has flown one? I've flown one, yeah.
1: Me! Me, sir! Me!
3: <laughs> and of course, to. well. Go on, Leslie. I've flown one back from Shinrata Desra to Lave, and tonight is the first time I've flown it since. I've only just got enough for a rebuy, so please be careful with it, guys. <laughs> or there, there is just causing trouble right there and then.
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. I have
3: already had a repair limpet from one guy, Commander Miggles. Thank you. So
2: it's okay as a ship. I mean, for what it does,
3: what was designed
2: for? That, Sean? It's it's okay as a ship. What it's designed for i.e. killing cargoids. It's pretty good. It's, it's a ship for killing Thargoids if you can't use fixed weapons, basically. If you can use fixed oh, weapons, really? the, Anac- the
0: Anaconda is a better ship if you can use fixed weapons. Oh, because I must admit, I didn't have much luck using turrets in my T-10 against um, Thargoids. So I've, I've moved the T-10 over to using fixed weapons. Is that the wrong thing to do?
2: It it's, it's depends on how you fly it. When I've killed firegoids in a T-10 and turreted, what I tend to do is fly with the left wing down a little bit so you get maximum coverage by the turrets.
0: Ah. I see. So, you use turrets in the T-10? Uh, okay. Yeah, so the, convergence,
2: obviously... the convergence of the weapons um, is poorer on the T10 than it is on the Anaconda. The Anaconda has got a very good weapon convergence, which is why it's very good for fixed weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the well, I'm in the- okay. So the other thing people uh, have criticized the Type 10 about is its small uh, distributor, uh, which it absolutely is if you're trying to use it as a uh, ship to fight human ships. Uh, for AX weapons, it's just about the right size, so I think people were trying to use it for a function of which it wasn't 100% designed for.
0: Oh, I see. So, uh, effectively using it as a, as a tanked up T9 is not in human space, isn't exactly what you'd call Well, you can
2: do it. has got its a better purpose. jump
0: range than the Type 9.
2: Uh, it's tougher and faster, just about. So, uh, but if you're trying to use it as a combat ship, Against human chips, there are better options for your 110
0: million. Yes, Ferdilance, right there. (laughs) (sighs) I
1: have to say, though, Um, um, Commander
3: Validium in Elite Dangerous right now just said he uses his Type 10 for mining. Actually, yeah, that's that's quite a
0: good
1: fit, that. It's got some nice, you know, it's got a lot of um, options to it. It's a good. It's definitely a good trade ship because you've got the slight advantage of the two military points as well for toughening up your hull from the sort of NPC pirating. Um, Passenger-wise, it was a joy. Um, it flies like the Type Nine. Uh, if you're wondering, because I saw someone was asking, "Where's the cowskin?" Where's Stoops X is asking, "Where's the cowskin?" I've spoken to Frontier and they've assured me that with the next major update in quarter one, the Cowskin will appear in-game. Otherwise, I would be in my Type 9, which is currently parked up at um, but They
3: the, do take their time of putting these things in-game, don't they?
1: Well, you know, it's, the- I imagine it's such a major update to do a sort of graphical uh, de- deployment like that, um, that it's probably better off just doing it as part of one of these updates. So, uh, you know, it's one of those scheduling things. In the meantime, well, get the
2: we, uh, yeah, Black gone. Friday skin. In the meantime, get your Black Friday skin for
1: the Lennon. Type 9
2: and paint your screen with TipX.
1: <laughs> L- yes, helpful top hip there. Yeah, L- Lennon is is, is is twisting my words a little bit. Major update, quarter one confirmed. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm like, loving it. I'll tell you what the best thing about TikTok for yeah,
3: That's in. what Frontier said.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what the best thing about Type 10 is VR. It is a stunning oh, it has ship. Has the best
0: cockpit.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful to walk around inside. Oh, just make
3: me jealous here.
1: I did it. You know the, I, I would it. have thought
3: it's the same as the T9, but
1: man. no, no, it was better. It's much nicer. Um, I could, yeah, I could, I could stream it and show you how wee walk around inside later on.
0: Yeah, that 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 could be nice. I mean, so generally everybody thinks T ten
1: good ship. It's a welcome ship. It's different, and it's different enough to make it interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yes,
2: if, and if you want to know what it flies like, it's a M one A grams tank that has crashed through houses.
1: It's a Type <laughs> nine with the wheels off. <laughs>
0: Well, I've just had my mine upgraded uh, from Palin with some some dirty drives, and I must admit, it is it is beginning to get scary because I don't think something that big
3: should move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> mine isn't even A rated; I quite afford that yet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well.
0: Moving on to the next item, we have Commander Sol- uh, as it Solio. Um. He's found a new Thargoid vessel. Uh, the Thargoid vessel itself um, was found using a, a tool he's developed called X-Tool. And uh, I must admit, has anybody been following this, this progress of this tool? I must confess I haven't. What's, uh, what's the
2: story?
0: Ah well, it, he's managed to use this this tool somehow to uh, find the scout on a particular planet. Um, the planet in question is in the Pleiades sector L N dash T C three dash four, and it's planet two A at minus uh, sixty comma eighty nine fifteen and forty two comma fifty seven eighteen. It's quite nice because it's actually crashed landed into a ice, but uh, an ice planet. So you're flying about and sliding in all over around it. Uh, but he has got this X tool which he's been developing uh, and tested with the Wing Atlantis and the Callan members, and it includes an EDMC plugin and website. So we'll put that link into the show notes.
3: Well, I might have to have a play with that. Um, Commander Son of Moogie would like to see that, I should think, as well as a few other people in there.
2: So this tool, how does it work? Um, I'm just reading the uh, the thread now, but it looks as though it displays a a map of a pla- of the planet with all sorts of squiggles on it.
0: Well, they, they did manage to use um, the the skybox. Um, and managed to plot three stars. Now, apparently, this this um, uh, this particular Thargoid vessel was in one of the demos, and they've kind of done the same technique as they did with uh, the Guardian Ruins, and used some of the the stars in on the on shown on the map I've shown in the the demo in order to plot where this thing is. I mean, do people consider that cheating, or do you think things are difficult enough? that you can kind of get away with it.
3: Well, technically it's not cheating. It's one way of doing it. They showed it, therefore it's there. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's enough story behind finding it.
2: I I kind of think it's necessary fiddling because if there were better breadcrumbs that led people to it, then such tools wouldn't be necessary. Mm. But because there aren't...
1: Yeah, you, you say that, but is it a case of we're not finding the breadcrumbs? Is this the issue? You know, that's one of the questions we should maybe put to Frontier if we get an opportunity is, are we missing the story? Are we missing the bits that you're wanting us to find? Are we finding them and then just not putting two and two together? Because it does seem to be that unless you are A, by chance, or B, B by some other means, stumbling across these things... um, that the story wouldn't move on. So where are these breadcrumbs? Where are we, how are we meant to get them?
2: Yeah, uh, and, and that's my and that's my my thought because at the moment the breadcrumbs start in the middle of a wood, uh, in the middle of a new forest. You know, it's kind of like they just they start at a random location where if you want breadcrumbs, it starts from an easily accessible place and then builds up through clues and story. To lead you to certain places,
1: it should be the it should be in the tiered missions. You know, you get to the end of a, a five or six level mission, uh, where you've done all the five missions, and the guy goes, "Yeah, I've heard this rumor, by the way. There's there might be something. One of our guys is talking about stumbling into something out by such and such place, and then put you on to the next yep. pointer. You know, and 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 that would be a, a much nicer way, and could you know you could then slip that into missions across all stations to to actually trigger it without causing too much problem, but put it at the end of a multi-tiered mission so that if people don't do the full tier, they don't get these snippets, these little tips. I think even even at that, there should be things like oh, by the way, yeah, one of the guys who said they, he spotted a wreck of a a large. Um, money-carrying courier or, a, you know, a diamond courier was destroyed out by such and such places and there seems to be a lot of cargo there so that you can then find all these other little bits. just a, a way of pointing people with in-game reasons because I think if you, if you stumble across a ship out there and it's giving it an, a, a distress beacon and you stop to do it, that's brilliant. I love that idea as a way of deploying information. But there should be, I'm just playing my regular game What do you mean there's a rumour of this? That sounds interesting. I should really go and check that out uh, and take you out of your normal grind because you can just go back and do passenger missions back and forth, back and forth, stick in one of these and then it's our fault that we're not finding the breadcrumbs and not Frontier for not actually having any.
2: So uh, I think I agree with you uh, Cow. I think if we had better breadcrumbs we wouldn't need the tools because finding the mysterious things will be a lot more fun than uh, fiddling around with the game graphics to try and spot a uh, artifact on a planet.
0: Yeah, I must admit brute forcing a planet is probably one of the most tedious things and how the, the people in the Formidine Rift did that I have no idea.
3: With great patience.
1: I imagine if you if you enjoy that though, you know if if you're going right, guys. This tonight we're going to go and do this planet and then we do this planet and that's fine. If and you know it was mentioned back in the old DDF days about having different filters for your cockpit for precisely that kind of action to show infrared so you can see hotspots on a planet. Um, maybe it's time they implemented those kind of units in game. Um, so that when you are a planet, you can call up different filters or different scanners that will help you locate okay. these things in-game, you know, without... So you're looking for a high concentration of... Much like the SRVs, but a bit more planetary, so you don't get quite the same as a, a definite right there, but you get a good sort of... Brings you into a, a decent searchable area, as opposed to a whole frickin' planet. Um, that might be nice.
2: Well, maybe one of the things they'll bring in is part of the exploration update this year, um, and they have talked about launching a probe at a planet, which will reveal more information than the uh, standard surface scanner. So, something like that you're talking about would be a would be a natural thing to stick on a probe, I guess.
1: Well, I suppose yeah, you know, it's planetary probes are something that we've seen in science fiction programs for for forever. Um, And they come back with a breakdown, and yeah, maybe it can give you quadrants of uh, coordinates that there's some high concentrations of X or Y or Z, or there's radiation in this area, you know, so you can look at it and go, that sounds interesting, I'll go and have a look, without making it, here is a crashed site, (laughs) you know, but I think distress signals are underused. I'd love to see them, you know, used more for for plot use as well. So that when you're going past the planet, you can maybe pick up the faint signs of an old distress signal, which would take you down to a wreck of a, a ship and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, that wasn't that doesn't really work for Thargoids because I don't think that they be going. Oh dear! Send out a distress <laughs> to those wonderful humans. They'll definitely come and help us. Um, but for <laughs> they're going to
3: come and shoot us. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're going to come and, and, and cook our corpses. Um, it's one of those things where it would be nice to have planetary crashes and even rescues on a planet. That could be quite cool.
2: Well, I guess we would talk about the 2018 and the hopes for it uh, a, a bit later on. Um, but talking about um, the, the next thing we've got on the list, um, stations requiring evacuation and now under repair. Um, we're not doing very well at getting the fix, are we?
1: Not, not really, no. I've not been back to them. <laughs> I've helped, I've helped, you know, pull out loads of passengers, loads of refugees. Refugees, you know, what would you call them? Not refugees. Evacuees. Evacuees, definitely, yeah. Survivors. Um, definitely help pull them out of there and drop off the, the rescue ship. Um... Wouldn't it be nice if you had some kind of things... Not, again, again, this is probably going further later on the show, but if you had to escort uh, the rescue ships to its next destination? Anyway, beside the point. Um, I've not been back to the stations. I did hear that some of them were not very impressive in the repair state, and then I think recently there was a change?
0: Well, yes. I mean, the repairs... There, there seems... Well, it wasn't a bug. It was a reporting issue. Um... I think they were probably expecting us to be repairing the ships a little bit faster than the stations, rather, faster than we were. Uh, They had the percentages set to go up in 10% increments. And in three weeks since the first set of stations got hit, we haven't hit 10% in any of it. So they've got to change that increment to one. Uh, but when you, you look at the amounts of materials that they're, they're needing to fix these stations, it's phenomenally high. This is this is the kind of stuff that normally get people's energizers with the CGs, but
3: it doesn't Are they still seem asking be... for a billion tons of water like they were when they were on fire um,
0: No, they're asking for water purifiers now And that kind of thing but uh, unfortunately, it does seem that the profits don't seem to be there for people to get enthusiastic about it.
2: I think I think that's definitely one of the reasons. I think the other reason is the materials they need or they ask for aren't readily available in the Pleiades. So it's, it's mm. a fairly long slog there and back. So I think, A, yes, the rewards, other than the um, helping build a station um, thing, is there? But to be honest, if the, if repairing a station paid as well as passenger missions are at the moment, we would not only would have fixed stations, we'd have twenty thousand new stations in the Pleiades.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's that's something quite interesting because basically, at the present moment, in time we've got three stations on fire and six in repair. That's nine out of the so-called twenty or so Aegis stations in the Pleiades. What happens when we run out of Aegis stations? Do the Thargos then start
1: moving? Maybe. Sorry, Colin, you're breaking up there, so you're asking whether or not once they finish the, the Aegis, are so they going to start moving into the sort of uh, home systems? The and bubble, do, yes. Into the bubble. But well, they're not
2: really moving anywhere, yes. are
1: they? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those yeah. things, yeah. I, I think they will most likely have to. Um and maybe when we get into some player minor faction systems where we might get some stations getting repaired quicker. Um I'm just wondering actually, do you think do you think community goals are maybe a better avenue for repairing a station?
2: Well this is kind of a community goal though, isn't it? Without being it's a community goal in all but in name, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's possibly one of the occasions where a community goal and would the payment
3: at the end of it, which is what a lot of people do it for, is a large payment at the end of it.
1: So I think maybe <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we're sorry to call and that's, Maybe that's what they're missing is if we did it as community. So I mean, if you look at it in a point of view of what have we got as community goals at the moment, and then could we have added in a community goal um, for two, three weeks, or even for a four week community goal for each station? that has been damaged in the repair that would then encourage people to get involved um, because a lot of people thinking, well, it's over now. I've done as much of the rescuing as is required and then they've gone back to their core game. They're not really quite as aware that that's still ongoing, whereas if it was a community goal, it would make it more obvious. I do have to have
2: a wry smile at that thought because it had kind of occurred to me in the week as well is that for the next number of weeks and months, We've been saying, "Oh, community goals aren't the answer. We want dynamic events that aren't community goals, and want them to the story to drive it." And plenty of give us that. And people are saying, "Oh, we want the community goal to what, do it."
1: I'm, I'm just wondering if it's maybe a more uh, profile, profilic way of doing it for that particular task. The rescues, well, without a question, everyone took to their ships and went out there and did that kind of wonderful humane thing. We got involved. We loved it. It was a great um, in-game event, definitely. But if you're lagging like this, if you were that station manager or that station-owning faction, would you not issue a community goal to try and get people to come and help you repair them if they hadn't got stuck in without it?
3: Well, think about right. Jack Station. Just before Jack Station had his jump, he, came, he brought his station back to the bubble and asked for supplies and fuel. Yeah, and that was done in community goals.
2: And then they
1: got on <laughs> <laughs> But you know, do you not know, think I mean, uh, Sorry, as a as a business model, you would go right. Nobody's we've put the prices up. We've we've got our demands on the markets. Nobody's coming in. It's been two weeks now. We're never going to get this place finished. Should we not just put money into a community goal and and have it in one instance where actually you know what that makes bloody sense. Excuse me. Do you think... Yeah, that's
0: I mean... What it is? Okay, the, there is the meeting in call of the lesser-spotted cow.
2: <laughs> so I was trying to ask, do you think some of it is also down to the fact that people aren't terribly sympathetic with Aegis? Lots of people no. think, well, they deserved it, so let them sweat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have noticed that... Um, there's this seem to be a lot of people who consider ages to be the same as Inra. See, everybody, I got it right that time.
3: <laughs> um.
0: Everybody cheers. And I don't think they are. And that's I think this, there is it's still this ambiguity about whether or not the Thargoids are really the bad guys. And everybody's there going, no, we're the bad guys because we fired first, but I'm not sure
3: about that anymore. <laughs> well, well, technically we did fire first. Look at what Commander Jameson did. Well, yeah, but then again, I you don't go want back to... I point fingers, Commander he, uh, Jameson, what were f- yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't running under himself at the time. He was doing it under the name of, who was it, Aegis? Inra? No, Inra. Inra?
1: He was, yeah. oh no, 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 because that wasn't firing first. That was, no, that, was en- that was firing last, and that's a different thing altogether.
0: <laughs> well, you see, this is the thing that, when you go back to the in- Inra side and stuff, how bad were the Thargoids that it got them into that state where they thought that, that was their only option? But, but the problem is, because the, the Inra has dealt with the Thargoids in that way in the past, that's with what Aegis is trying to do because Aegis is trying to stop the Thargoids even though they've all said, no, it's all a board, it's nothing like it, blah, 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 everyone's just too suspicious about it. It's a good conspiracy theory though but it, it does sometimes get in the way of, um, guys, we need some support to deal with this. No. You work for Aegis. We don't want to know yet.
2: As to you. Ask the question of will there be uh, more? Um, I guess we'll find out on Thursday, but there were no no news stations attacked last week, was
0: there? Yes, there were. There was a break over Christmas.
2: Yeah, so the nice Sligoids gave us Christmas off.
0: Yes. Either that or someone, there wasn't anybody there to press the button in front of you. (laughs) But
2: attacking something is not the same as occupying something, because I, I, I would argue that the Thargoids haven't actually occupied any human space. They have just only attacked it.
0: Yeah, well, at the moment, are, are people missing out on some fantastic gameplay because they don't agree with what Aegis is doing? I think that's what I've seen a lot of people on the forums say, is that sort of, I don't want to get involved in that because of Aegis.
2: Well, from a humanitarian point of view, there's nothing wrong with repairing the station. You're not actually aiding Aegis. You're allowing people who were evacuated the chance to go home, aren't you?
0: Well, but people will then turn around and say, but it's an Aegis station. These are all Aegis personnel, blah, blah, blah. I'm only playing devil's advocate here. I'm probably one of the awesome, few people that are...
3: I've been sitting on that bridge and the way I've been dealing with it is I'll rescue the people, but screw the stations.
0: See, they are prime example because you don't trust what Aegis is doing.
3: But there's no CG, there's no decent payout for it and I can't be bothered to track all of that way just to bring them down water. I'll urinate on the fires if that's what they want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the one thing is I think we can all agree is that one of the reasons why people aren't shifting stuff down is that it's just not – the profits aren't worth it, especially when there are other more lucrative routes that have been highlighted lately.
2: Yes, well, Frontier have actually said, I think it's this week, that if we don't repair the stations, they are not going to fix the stations for us. So basically, they'll stay broken until we fix
0: them.
3: Yeah. So they're not going to disappear completely. Well, we don't know at the moment. They haven't confirmed that one way or the other. I mean, they won't fix themselves. Well, fair enough. Well, they're damaged forever.
1: Can't we just go and shoot them?
3: <laughs> I must admit, when I've actually
1: well, gone into
0: these... The already
3: did that, and they haven't succeeded yet. They're still there, so...
0: When and uh, I've I've gone in and, and on a repair run. It's actually quite nice because you can see whether they're repairing it all and, and getting rid of all the uh, the caustic damage and things like that. It's quite nice. But uh, as, as someone has already asked us, I mean, once you've done a couple of repair runs or you've gone and evacuated people once, what's what is there to to motivate you to do it again? Apart from obviously, you don't want. NPCs to die on you? Am <laughs> we? Mind you, I'm talking to the wrong person here, aren't I, Sean?
3: Well, to be fair, I am thinking about going and doing some of the rescues again, but I don't fancy trading out there. No, I was just
2: do you think another another factor in it is that we just have this streak of anarchists about us, and we just want to see ages burn. So we're not going to help we just want to see what happens if no one does anything
0: well maybe maybe i'm not anarchist enough then
3: <laughs> Am i the Brunches, only one you're like... saying why fix the stations on the twitch chat
1: yeah we just see what people think people saying they should make it so you your faction rep yep um, uh, uh, guess, uh, guess, are Aegis are they? Then you get a faction
3: rep by rescuing people. So
1: yeah. are they? Aegis are, are they? what kind of faction do they come under? Are they just above that all? Are they uh, their own? They're not federal. They're yeah, I mean, not, not th- imperial. They're just independent.
3: There are federal imperial factions out there.
1: Well, when,
2: when we, were, we were talking with some friends when Thargoid's first came out, and the first one was taken down and. They saw the uh, extent of the reward. We were talking about, well, what rewards should they have done, the Thargoids, other than credits? And it was suggested that if you could rank up with Aegis in the same way as you do with a Federation or Empire, that would then give people motivation to do Aegis missions.
3: Um, so so replace CQC with Aegis. with Aegis?
2: No, 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 not. No, a- like you have a, a, like treat Aegis as a superpower.
0: Oh, right, uh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. But so you. But then have you have to do the same with Inra. Kind of rank. No, because Inra's not in the game. Well, it doesn't exist anymore, allegedly.
2: But then that's the same as the Imperial not wanting to rank up with the Federation and vice versa, isn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's completely up to you whether or not you want to... Um, I've got to be very careful. You, whether or you not know, you want to rank with the right organisation. I mean... <laughs> Me,
2: with my mean hat on, would have had the Type 10 rank locked for ages.
0: Yeah, that is that is certainly a possibility, and we do wonder whether or not they're going to do that kind of thing with... Um, uh, was it, the Chieftain?
2: Oh, can you imagine the soul if the Chieftain was rank locked behind something?
0: I, I, thought, I think it would be great. I think but then again, I probably... Probably in a in a grumpy mood with some of the community at the moment. So <laughs> I
1: think I think you're right, though. If they if they did that, then they could do the next tiers of anti thargoid weapons and rank lock them.
2: Because yeah, why why would Aegis give you their top secret weapons just for the sake of a few credits?
0: Yeah, but if you if you've got to take out a Medusa in order to get those things to get those weapons but you can't take out the Medusa until you got those weapons you wouldn't do that that
2: because (laughs) um, we we had a whole system worked out for how we would do it basically you would have um, a similar point system to how uh, the elite combat rank works, so let's say if you kill a Cyclops, you get one point towards a Hmm. Aegis rank, you kill a Bassfish you get two, you kill a Medusa, you get three or if you take a tissue sample and don't die you get half a one or whatever it is so you could mm. use your rank like that it would just take you longer by killing psychopters than it would medusa but therefore the risk is greater and the effort is greater so it, it just seems to be better than just showering well dribbling credits on people
0: yeah yeah well uh, it's- I think this is one of these things that have to. well obviously going to have to wait for the next major update and see how they implement it. But uh, um, I mean, they've been away w- on a holiday. Any of the suggestions that people have been making in the the deep discussion threads? Well, I, th- I think Sandro and company will all be catching up at the moment before they start responding to things. I mean, Ed's only just back from far off Zimbabwe, so or that or Japan, really so um yeah it will be a while before we start getting some answers about what what we need
2: yeah we do need some clarification on engineers um although part of me suspects uh sandra might have seen the feedback in the forum and thought oh my god and then got away and (laughs) rethought thought a lot of it at least that's what i hope
0: (laughs) not happy with what's proposed there then shan
2: I wasn't happy with this first implementation. Um, it doesn't really require any skill. It just requires perseverance. And a ship build should all be about your skill in outfitting a ship how you want it, not necessarily how many times you've gone out and collected craft industrial firmware.
0: Yeah. Well, it- it's, that's that's uh, a subject from, uh, for when Sandra actually gets back. So exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. So, in other news, I mean, did anyone take advantage of the five pound elite dangerous over this Christmas? Guess second account for a fiver.
2: I, oh, you know, I should have done. That. Lot, there was an awful lot of people who did though. The number of new players, especially streaming it, mm-hmm. it, it really increased noticeably over the over the break.
0: Yeah, and and. So did the number of complaints. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, it was like going back to when it was first launched, and everyone was complaining about the flight model. And I was there thinking, you know what? I just can't be bothered.
2: <laughs> well, there was an issue with Steam keys, wasn't there? I'm not really sure what it was a, what it particularly was, but there was an issue in claiming the keys from the, I think the Commander Deluxe edition, and um, it made it so you couldn't redeem your key but Steam then said we can't give you another key there's all sorts of fun and games with it and i think uh, that was uh, a cause for quite a lot of the complaints from new players because uh, the steam bit didn't work properly
0: ah yeah. uh, well yeah I, mean, I must admit i did see the steam stats they they went over the highest well, the highest value it's been for quite a while but then again the steam stats only show a partial view of how many people are online at once so but Detractors always point to the Steam stats to say that the game is dying. <sighs> exactly, yeah.
2: But I, I thought it was quite a good price point. Was it 20 quid in total for both games? Mm.
0: Well, the DLC uh, as well, yeah. 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 I must admit, do you feel that that's going to be the price point going forward? Elite Dangerous plus Horizons for £20 and I the base of Dangerous has gone. I think it should be because if you look at the costs of other games that
2: are now 3 years old there aren't many of them that still go for full
0: price anymore. Mm. Yeah. I mean I I wholeheartedly agree with that one personally but uh, yeah. And and finally we have a new we have a new community manager has been announced today uh, will flanagan has joined frontier towers as uh, a community manager on the elite uh, boards i'm assuming it's elite uh, but you never know he might be moved across to planet coaster and things like that as well because both bow and each each other's games if you like do you
2: think they'll give him jurassic park you think he's he's on board for Elite to kind of get himself known and introduce the community, and then he'll focus on Jurassic Park.
3: Hmm. I don't know, but I know that Ed is not going to want to give up give up the um Elite. Is he still community manager? I can't remember now.
0: Yes, he's still community manager, but he has been away for a while because of holidays and things. So we'll catch up with Ed uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. we will probably get more Um yeah. Ask him if he's still got a job. <laughs> well, he already responded today to that, and I think he says, I am here, I'm just very jet-lagged. So, I mean, obviously for the last three weeks we have had three separate newsletters. Um, has there anything on the newsletters jumped out at you? Because I don't think... I think everybody we've, we've covered what was new in the newsletters and just the last section of the show.
2: Um, one thing we didn't cover, and I oh, think it on. was in the newsletters, was how many of us brought paint skins as part of the twelve days of Christmas thing. All right. Did any of you buy the gold, the gold skins, or the baker foil white suits and the um, chrome buggy and whatnot?
3: No. I'd I I may have I may have I should have, I have. <laughs> I should have brought a Chrome buggy but no for the rest of
0: them. Uh, let's see oh dear I got Chrome a Chrome buggy I got a Chrome T10 I got uh, some T10 skins I got some skins for the Taipan uh, oh dear and let's <laughs> see what else
1: did you get Christmas lights
0: I didn't actually I did not get Christmas lights Oh, but I did get the um, the oh god the Chrome Fjordlands. I got that as well, which actually looks awesome. Uh, and also the Asp skin with the gold um, old elite markings on it.
1: Oh yeah, I got I got I did fill my cart a number of times with various different skins. So I reckon I've bought Horizons for the second time twice with with um, just purchases.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I must admit, I've just gone through what I went through over Christmas and went. Oh my goodness! I've gone and bought second accounts. Uh, I have bought, bought <laughs> I've bought all these ship skins and things like that. I'd, oh, I, I've just basically bought elite at full price all over again. Oh, damn you, Frontier and my wallet! <laughs> uh, did you? I did you happen?
3: I'm glad I've see, been broke now.
0: Did you
2: happen to see the tweet that Frontier support put out about the bug uh, that was reported about the Christmas lights? not dimming when the ship was uh, shut down by Thargoids. No, I didn't. I missed that. Well, someone opened a bug report saying when my ship is shut down the Christmas tree lights shut down, but the Christmas lights don't. And they reported right. it as a bug. And the, the, the They
3: are powered by Christmas spirit.
2: <laughs> that's right. The reply back was, thank you for your uh, bug report. I have the, the uh, Christmas lights are powered by Christmas spirit. Which is immune to thyroid interference.
0: Well, I must admit, the the support guys do have a bit of a laugh with us sometimes. But oh, I, I, I think. <laughs> That's why Grant keeps on getting interdicted because basically hyper addicted because basically he goes bah humbug. You need more Christmas spirits to defend yourself against the stargoids.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see that. We'll all stand. We'll stand in front of the next station. that's going to get attacked, and we'll just all sit there and sing Christmas carols and swing our Christmas lights around in a defensive position and see if that does defend against stargoids. You lying support people.
3: <laughs> now you, you say night. that because I've only been hyperdicted twice and I'm just as bar hamburger as Grant is, if or, not more.
0: So, so, basically, so basically, Grant, what you're saying is that you want Cliff Richard to turn up and defend us with mistletoe and wine against a Thargoid
1: attack. You know what? If if I could have, if I could make it so that, <laughs> that Sir Cliff was mounted on the front of a station during a Thargoid attack, I think we would all want that. I think I t- technically I think that might be the only way we'll ever get rid of him.
0: Yeah, cuz knowing Cliff Richard, he'll probably be still alive in 33 or 4.
1: He'll still be singing and look, at Wimbledon and in exactly the rain. Same. And look exactly the same. Oh my goodness. Not that we can do oh, uh, strapping that? anybody uh, famous or otherwise to the front of a space station. <laughs>
3: self-control. I oh, yes. think of a few people are strapped to this part of the space station. Yeah, but we don't condone yes. it. it's <laughs> So
0: nice for everyone in the Twitch chat to to complain about my lack of self-control there. Yeah, thank you.
3: <laughs> you can put Jedward
0: at the central station. Okay?
1: Well, you know what? I don't know if I would even attach them to the station. I might just throw them out of a station. But no, we don't condone that kind of behaviour. We don't condone witch hunting or bandwagoning <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. We do not condone. You know, we do not condone hatred against any individuals apart from thargoids and possibly. Except if you were courageous,
0: because then you won't do it.
1: Oh, and the and the alliance that wouldn't let us take Life station.
0: Oh. Now, there's a question. <laughs> Just do it by the back door, guys. So, can we go to an advert, Grant? Yeah, sure. Okay. Choose one at random.
1: I fly it soon. Me husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg. And my wife, Barb's, is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and sons. Plus me daughters at Lave Station. Right sir, cough please. (coughs) I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader, I find it really hard to meet people.
3: I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars
2: when you're taking on courier jobs for the military?
1: But with venusdating.com, it was so
4: simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match.
2: I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple with so much in common.
1: We both like movies, walking along the beach at
4: sunset,
2: browsing imperial shipyards.
4: And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love <laughs> shooting, <laughs> shooting Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter.
0: <laughs> and, and seamlessly, we're back. <laughs> so, I mean, as it's a brand new year, what I thought we thought we'd do, is we'd, we'd go around uh, go around the panel tonight and see what they're hoping for in 2018 uh, hopefully the, the new year the new beyond update will have some pleasant surprises uh, in store for us in addition to what's already been announced but we'll start with um, Shan uh, what are you really hoping for this year in game? Before you suddenly turn around and say, "I would, I would like a new,
2: <laughs> a new car." Um, are we talking about um, actual subjects or the way stuff is going to be implemented?
0: Whatever floats your boat.
2: Um, well, starting for the quarter, uh, the quarter one update, which, as we understand it, will be "Crime and Punishment" and. Their engineering amongst others. Mm. Um, I would like the crime punishment system to be as robust as they claim it's going to be. And the engineers, please don't make us roll one to five for every module we buy. Uh, um, I think there was the crate, all this um, was due quarter one, wasn't it, as well?
0: Yeah, the crate and the chieftain are, are supposed to be due quarter one. Now, the one thing that we've been asked a lot has been when do we expect quarter one to drop? Now, <laughs> we've got no inside information on this, but if they, they kind of stick to what they've done in the past, it's normally just before uh, the end of quarter one, just before quarter two starts. Cause <laughs> so it's, so you're looking in late in
2: well, probably a, yeah.
0: late, March, uh, sorry, late February, early March, yes. Um, I mean, Go on. Sorry, sorry.
2: No, I was going to say, the other, th- the other thing I want to see, is, and they've had called my expiration changes, um, so the sooner they put expiration changes in, I think the better, because uh, I think that's a sorely um, underused part of the game. And we know it's coming in two phases. There's the, the quarter one, then there's the quarter four part. Um, I'm also curious to know what premium stuff they're going to be adding because they said all the Beyond stuff is all free for Horizon donors, but there's going to be extra stuff which you'll have to pay for. And I'd be curious to know what that is because we know virtually nothing about that, what that is, or indeed how the Quite your model is going to work going forward? Yeah. There are lots of people with lifetime passes, myself included, would like to know. Well, it um, you know, Has the lifetime pass been worth the money, etc.?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, well, it depends on when you got your lifetime pass. Really, if you bought the lifetime pass that came with uh, Horizons, then yeah, that's that is probably a concern if you bought the lifetime pass as part of the the kickstarter which was considerably cheaper then i'm not quite to sure whether or not you've already had your value for money but that's probably a controversial view
1: well that, that definitely is because in order to to work that out you'd have to work out the price of each expansion together and we had what um oh crikey I'm trying one. to think. The horizons was a paid for one, but was the yep. two
0: point two point zero was horizons? Was horizons? And, any, yeah, and originally it was one. forty quid. <laughs> no, hang on. It was it was thirty quid if you'd already bought it. So it worked out something daft like this if is, you bought horizons. Yeah. It was something like 70 or 80 quid, which was the equivalent of the premium beta where you got the lifetime pass anyway. I'm no doubt I will probably be told that I'm wrong or something like that, but I'm sure it was the. You had the beta access.
1: What other updates had there been that. Planetary Landings, uh, that was Horizons. Um, Yeah. What other only been Horizons. Really? Yeah. It feels like there's been a lot
0: more, but. No, if you got horizons, that means you got multi-crew. You got engineers. You got fighters. You got the guardians. You got the Thargoids. You got the passenger missions. The whole shebang came with just one DLC upgrade.
1: So forty quid is the only additional cost to Elite.
0: Uh, from the oh, forty oh, quid, then, yes. Yes
1: so that that does completely and utterly undercut all of the payments to lifetime payments For people
0: who have bought the yeah who people who bought the lifetime payment pack as when horizons first came out when it was available yeah that that cost of, I think about a hundred to a hundred and twenty I can't remember what, so effectively you're eighty quid down at the moment,
1: well, to be honest, you I mean it's. <sighs> You can't look at it quite that way. It's not as simple as that because what's, ha- what's actually happened is the money being spent on the add-on items on the cosmetic items is enough that it's covering the costs of their running and their updates. So they've changed the pricing model somewhat. So although it might feel that you're being done out your cash What's actually happened is all the other cash coming in has negated the need to charge people. So, yeah, that's a tricky one to sell. My
2: personal view on that is you can only tell whether the lifetime uh, pass has been worth it or not. Either when they shut the game down or they announce content they are producing is no longer covered by the lifetime pass. Because if we have another four or five years' worth of paid content, which is all free a Lifetime Pass, then the equation goes the other way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but the equation needs to go the other way. That's the kind of point about, you know, when you come in early on to support a game, you expect to pay a little bit more uh, and get a little bit... More in return later on, once the item, you know, once the game reaches fruition, uh, which I don't think is possible in Star Citizen. And it certainly seems to be that going forward, the changes in the leap mean that it's not really possible for us to get our godlike powers and uh, our value for that money but that's money you got to look at the errors you've put into the game you've got to look at the social interactions that have you have occurred the richness that is brought to your worlds out with just being a game and understand that it's it's a doorway drug <laughs> it's a gateway drug
2: it, it, it is The way I personally think they'll do it the next year is, if you like, um, 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, if that's what they're going to call it, will each be separately chargeable items. So they won't just go, version 3, you get everything. You have to buy 3.1 separately, 3.2 separately, etc. That's going to be a nightmare for updates. That was what I was going to say, but that's the downside of doing it that way. So I don't think anyone really knows, to be honest.
0: No, I mean it could be that um, they they work on the following model because this has already been proposed: is that um, every year you get a base free upgrade, like in this case, Beyond. However, um, and it, what happens is that the uh, the cosmetic items keep that base game from uh, keeps that base game updating. If you see what I mean, but there are two or three big ticket items per year. That you you basically pay extra for, whether or not that's atmospheric landings or whether or not it is space legs, but people who have used the lifetime pass, they get them automatically. They don't have to pay out extra for it.
2: Uh, the one thing that does instill confidence in me is Frontier have a reputation for being fair. You know, you know, they don't they don't put an EA or yeah. Other space game companies, um, <laughs> you know. So I, 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 I'm have faith in them that they will respect the lifetime past, such that when they announce a new model, most people aren't going to think, oh, "I wish I'd never got it."
0: Well, no. I mean, it's one of these things that we're waiting for. Clarification on, and I don't think we'll hear anything about that for a good couple of months un- unless the community start kicking off a, st- a real stink again. Which I'm has been known so to happen. I'm
3: just surely you, I don't have the lifetime pass, and this year's going to get expensive for me.
0: Well, it all depends on whether or not you're going to need this premium content. You could probably play the game without it. If, if, if Frontier... Are going yeah, to but
3: come on, it's going to be nice to have it, isn't it? So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's Amanda how they've got you, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, that's how they got you right. toxic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: the other thing I'm looking forward to, and I I hope to Braven they get it right, is carriers and squadrons. Um, because a well-implemented guild system can boost the game to the next level of enjoyment. A poorly implemented guild system can kill it.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean I've seen guild systems which have basically killed um, other MMOs, and there's a, a bit of a debate on the forums of whether or not you consider Elite an MMO. I still do personally, but um, <laughs> well, do, I guess we'll, it's, it's the, the, we're at the beginning of the year, so there's a lot of stuff up in the air that we just can't.
3: can't I mean, It's an MMO. I'm sitting in space with a surplus of, what, 10, 20 commanders at the minute. I'm friends with two of them. It's massively multiplayer online. It's an MMO.
2: But it's not in the traditional, people's traditional view of MMOs, which is, you know, the holy trinity of uh, tank or DPS is not um, an open world per se with quests in it. And so... It depends on people's definition. I think you're right. I think it is an MMO. But people who are used to MMOs would maybe disagree.
0: Well, having played quite a few MMOs, I consider it to be an MMO, regardless of whether or not you've got an instance of only 32 players. It's still...
2: Yeah, multiple. I, what
0: else do we wish Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, carriers. I would like carriers purchasable by solo players.
0: <laughs> Grant, marginally multiplayer online. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, carriers, you were saying?
2: Yeah, I'd like carriers to be purchasable by solo players uh, for the sole, well, for several reasons. Um, One of which is um, because of... um, It hasn't really got any gold sinks in the game or credit sinks in the game. So the trend for people's bank balances tends to be always upwards, which means in a year's time, although an anaconda will still cost the same as the anaconda, the the free availability of credits will have dropped, it will have increased such that people's bank balances mean they'll have billions of credits and nothing to do with it. It's not going to go down. It's just going to go up. So I think players with multiple billions in the bank need something to spend that money on, because otherwise they will feel as though they've been there, done that, and they'll get bored. Which something we'll talk on later. I mean, there's all sorts of other reasons as well. Um, but carriers I'd like to be purchased for solo because also if you've started a, a, a squadron. No one's going to join a squadron without a carrier. So you're in a chicken and egg situation is I won't join a squadron until they've got a carrier, and I can't get a carrier until
0: a squadron squadron. joins me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, the Sovereign Tree. I do know the sovereignty; They're already planning what they're going to do with their carrier. But as far as the smaller groups are concerned, I I think it's consolidation and, and people have to kind of band together to get one i mean i'm hoping that those carriers are going to be destructible
2: uh i'm not well, if, uh, with the
0: biggest salt
2: mining ever
0: it's griefing on a on a massive scale isn't it
2: which if you haven't got one would be endless for an enjoyment on the <laughs> board <laughs>
0: Oh, can I mean, you imagine people were turning up with the popcorn buckets just to see one taken down?
2: I, I spent five. I spent ten billion on my carry and couldn't afford the rebuy. <laughs>
0: and they, they give you a sidewind at the end of it. Oh, okay, Doctor Totsik, what are you hoping for in twenty eighteen in Elite Dangerous? Is he with us? Have we lost him?
2: Uh, he says he's getting a refreshing
0: drink as opposed to a non refreshing drink. <laughs>
1: or a minging drink, yeah. <laughs>
0: on the subject of refreshing drinks, Grant, have you joined the boycott? Buying brew. <laughs> How did you know what I was on about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, not yet. I'll wait until I taste it if it tastes rotten then, you know, I'll just not buy it anymore and that will st- be the end of it.
0: So it's either rotten, tasting rotten iron brew or tasting rotten teeth. So yeah, your choice. Wow. It's
1: an interesting, Rusty you know, iron brew. you've got to applaud them for being brave enough to just go for it. And, you know, if they manage to maintain the flavor, then well done them and brilliantly deserve all the accolades doing something for our health. Because it is var, you know, very much the worst drink for you <laughs> out there.
0: It goes and explains a lot about the Glaswegian temperament, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should we do... Uh, well? Toxic's back. Should we go back over and see what he, his um, hopes are for this year? Yes.
0: <laughs> Toxic, after we've just had an iron brew break, what are your hopes for 2018 in Elite Dangerous?
3: Are you sure he's back? <laughs> is. Yes, cool. yes, I am here. Sorry. <laughs> Press and the mute button. buttons all over the place. Press the wrong button and things don't happen. Um, that's what she said. I'm not good. sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's fine. It's all good. Um, so this year, it'd be nice for cheaper engineers. The reason I'm not getting into it is just so much of a grind to get into it, and then. Get all the materials to level up your things. Can I have the fish at please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to hold up the white flag and admit laziness to it. The engineers. Fair enough.
0: Is there anything else that's this um, piqued your interest?
3: No, not really. I'm quite satisfied with how it's going at the minute. Yeah.
0: Grant is there, is there anything that you are hoping for in 2018?
1: One I will duck thi- in ca- No, no go one on. one thing in particular that I am desperate for. I want to see the Thargoids, not their ships. I want to see a Thargoid. Um I think it will be epic if we have to do at some point sneaking scans into Thargoid areas like, you know, pulling up side a Thargoid base. In stealth modes and taking, you mm-hmm. know, um, mission-critical photographs and scans and then sneaking back to base to, to sort of go those. That would be awesome, although I fear that's probably not this year.
3: So you really <laughs> think there's beings inside those organic things?
1: Yes, Sexy beings, sexy Thargoids, and not-so-sexy Thargoids. I think we need to see them all. And uh, it would be nice to be maybe at some point in the future having a plot line of the hunt for the Queen.
0: Yeah, that's, that is... That's an interesting possibility. Uh, I mean, let's see. Personally, I'm really excited about co-op wing missions that's supposed to be coming in Q1. Now, they I haven't mentioned much about it. It was just announced in uh, the expo. But this is the kind of co-op play that I have been hoping for since Wings was first introduced. Is the We've kind of got some of it with taking down the, the bigger Thargoids where you've got to do it in a wing. But, you know, I, I seriously would want sort of a whole lot of guys or, or girls even to to all wing up together and say, I don't know, take out a base at a certain point, or um, we've, we've all got to take out a very, very difficult um, capital ship or, or things like that. I'm, I just I know it's the first step before we move to squadrons, but I'm really hoping that they get that right.
2: Are you not worried it'll be something like you pick a mission up and you've got somebody on wing and you just go share a mission, and that's what we
0: call a wing mission? Even if it's that, even if if they are able to scale the difficulty about those kind of things, sort of say, okay, and they're going, it says assassinate um, assassinate a character in in Maya, and I say, okay, I'll have that, Um, and I will share that mission with, say, both you and Doctor Toxic, Uh, and then all of a sudden, instead of coming across something which would be um, basically us, it'll be a, a to know a pirate Farragut or something like that, where we have to take out its its heat exchanges in order to make it go away, that kind of thing. I've got no problem with that as long as it, it scales, the mission scales if you share it.
3: I'm up for that if I get paid for it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the other thing. It has you have to get paid for it because you're taking a, a big risk, and it is you know you'll be risking your T10. Yeah, I want you to pay for my help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get paid with the rewards. You do want an upfront payment? Yeah, half upfront, half on job completion. Yeah, well, that's that's something interesting, or maybe if...
3: I'll just do it for the mission rewards. Where do we go? Sign me
0: <laughs> up. I mean, the so other thing. Jump.
3: Go
2: on. So jumping back to the squadrons again, uh, mm-hmm. so I think you briefly touched on it. Eh, is would you want players to be able to join multiple squadrons? Because, uh for example, I was I was uh, sort of taking part in Kate Russell's um, Christmas stream, where they raised over eight thousand pounds for uh, mm. special effects. Uh, um, oh yeah, well done, Kate. And one of the things that was that was great to see is people just joined in the exploration and just kind of joined in mm-hmm. it, what would have been good, particularly with some of the events they had planned was if you could have joined a squadron and got a lift on their carrier. So everyone could then be in the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, so you join the squadron for this few days and then you leave again. If you can't join multiple squadrons, then you haven't got that. Ability to, if you like, um, get together a group of more than four people together in a place and then disband it.
0: Well, I personally, I think it, squadrons are a thing.
3: Will probably be a step then up from. you start risking someone stealing stuff from one squadron and giving it to another.
0: Well, yeah, I you think sort so.
2: permissions out. You sort your permissions out, do not you? You, you? This is why you, I said you need a proper guild system where you can you have ranks and you say, Okay, if you're the, the leader or an officer, you can take I don't know money out of the squadron bank. If you're a new member or a guest, you can't even look at the squadron bank. And and that's what I mean by it needs to be fully featured. It can't just be getting lots of people flying around together. There needs to be a structure that's flexible to whatever use players want to put it towards.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Um I think this is one of the things if they're gonna put in this kind of guild content, they can just have it as a bigger version of wings. Um I mean, oh, the other thing though I am looking forward to is the 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 plot line that um David Braben dropped in the in the live stream about the other Thygoid vessels. That has got me intrigued. The scouts. The scouts. Are the scouts, because they look different and we're seeing them fly about, are they part of the same Thargoid faction? But, like they say, there's there's uh, the two minor updates that are coming in beyond that are supposed to move the plot on. So it's one of those things which I hope they're learning from What's been happening with 2.4 so far, so that they're able to, I don't know, implement the content in a, a more dynamic way. But
2: so, are you looking forward to Galnet Audio and the journal system
0: that they talked about? I'm I'm not sure just yet because until I see what it's capable of doing, I'm I'm pretty ambivalent about it. I mean I know it's got potential but then there's been quite a few things that uh, they've said they've been they've got potential and uh, it hasn't happened yet
3: I just hope it's not another Wotherspoon type thing
0: no there can never be another Wotherspoon
1: it's not going to be nothing
3: against Wotherspoon but he is um, he has already got his place in the Elite Universe well, at least with us.
1: No, you're right. I mean, it's one of those things where it's not going to be a gest, uh, sort of a gestation, a digestion of the news <laughs> with a slant put on it that Pete does so well. Um, it is going to be just a, a mechanic for delivery, which is not going to be as interesting. I mean, <clears throat> again, it's easy to hark back to the DDF because these were the bits that made me excited about the game which never ever came to fruition but it didn't ruin the game it's just it would have been epic you know we were meant to be able to select the news channels and networks that we were interested in select them and subscribe to them and have that delivered to us as a kind of custom uh, built news channel and uh, you know if it was still if it was implemented in such a way that you can do that so that it does it because is anyone using EDDI? Any of you guys uh, using it? Yeah, I use EDDI. Okay. How quickly did you turn off reading the news to you? Um, about the
3: second or third launch of the... <laughs>
1: Exactly. I anticipate if they don't change up a little bit and allow you to pick and choose what you're interested in prior to it coming into the game, that the majority of us will have it disabled by three or four boots into Elite Lair.
2: I mean, I had my um, Alexa set up to go, uh, Alexa, fast briefing, and that would then do the Galnet audio, it would then read Galnet from Alexa. Mm -hmm. So
1: I just wonder, how different is it going to be from that? Well, it's just going to be, I a, a, a suspect, if, it, if you go by the way that Frontier tend to do things, this is an, a, a distribution issue. So it's a case of it's going to read the Galnet to you uh, when you select whatever the option is. I don't think it'll be automated. If it's automated, it'll be off even quicker than a couple of lunches. Um, so... <laughs> You know, having your voice attack um, implemented to, to trigger the key, which is, can you read me the news, today's news? Because um, other than that, it's going to be awkward as to say, you, don't, you know, we don't want to hear the power plane news. Do we want to, when we fly into a system and get the in-system news, the gazettes? Because it's kind of there, but if you've look, been to enough stations and you've read those local briefings, there's nothing about cats being lost in the station, there's, there's no kind of local content based on that kind of stuff, it's, it's faction updates, it's the top criminal and it's that kind of stuff and you think, it doesn't add life to that system.
3: It would be nice to see more life type things like that, yes.
1: Because like, you know, you got to tie in. Actually, if there's an election running and there's missions to assassinate people, it'd be nice to have fiction about you know the policies that that politician's bringing in, so that you can decide whether or not. Actually, you know what? I don't agree with that. I'm, gonna, I'm so not going to so
3: assassinate the, post, the politician yourself.
1: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> so I <laughs> imagine how different like, the gameplay would be if that happened.
2: <laughs> are you thinking they're going to procedurally generate? News articles, then because it's an awful lot of content.
1: No, they won't. Write. They won't. But it, it and the the problem we have is we'd be in the same situation. There's absolutely no point putting that effort in because no matter how diverse you make it, there's too many stations and you're going to get repeating stories and that just kills it. You just can't do it. Yeah. It just you know, it just doesn't work. You know, you've got all these wedding barges out there, so. You know, why don't we have uh, the, the story of who's getting married in the station so that we know who we're killing? Um that kind of stuff, but uh, I just I did I think the the return on these things is going to be so poor that all you're going to do is basically farm salt. You know, you're just gonna get people mourning about it. So there's just no point in putting that kind of stuff in. As much as it would be awesome, it could never be done correctly. Um on the scale that the Elite Universe is. It's a victim of its size, definitely. And I think Galnet audio being read out to you will be a feature that's handy on the days when you can be arsed. And if you're like me, that's not very often. Mm. I listen to Galnet news by Peter Wetherspoon because it gives me a giggle and it's slightly easier and I get the gist of what's going on and that's all I care about.
3: Mm. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, I mean as who far as else who reads Galnet other than what Wotherspoon reads out anyway? I, I, know, do. I don't pay attention to it.
0: I do, and in fact, I've looked through the Galnet and I've looked through the local news and some stations, and there is a little bit of life flavour in there, not just um, little bits of of how the factions are doing. There's a little bit about this when, what's happening on the station when the station's gone into a certain mode, or, you know, The system is in retreat, or the system is in boom. There's little things like that. I I, I mean, admittedly, I
1: I loved the spot um,
0: the cat going missing. if not missing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love the the election stuff as well. When it talks about the election, the local faction news is definitely good, but it's not going to vary enough station to station to be a unique thing. If you wanted to pick sort of main stations and stuff like your headquarters and have more. Content specifically manually inserted for them—that'd be the only way you could do it on a scale that it didn't become repetitive. Uh, and the, the repetition is what's going to make it just, you know, dirge. So I mean, that's—I the, things- the, the local news stuff is quite is quite okay. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's it's a little bit if you you know want to read it. But the problem is, we don't know what Galnet Audio is going to do. Put on so you've got to ask
3: Frontier to hire a bunch of reporters. Um, when I One of the things
2: I remember about Frontier um, Elite Two First Encounters is that if you did a mission or certain missions, it would come up with a news article reporting of your actions in games. So you'd read a news article and you oh, that was me. So that sort of personalisation could be done in system um, and it would lend itself to uh, making it more interesting because you're reading about stuff that you did. You know, like um, Commander Psycho Cow ran his Type 10 into the station seven times today and the damage is worth 10 million credits or something. You know, you could have that kind of, your actions are reported
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that supposed to come under your own personal narrative, which is something that they're, they're working on?
3: I don't know. I'd like that to like also think. come under the Galnet as well because it is like something like that would be definitely an event in the system that's. Cow's just put his lights on and blinded me the best. Well, Steward.
2: <laughs> what I don't want the uh, Commander Log to be is to basically be a elite version of achievements in game. Yeah. You've been the Sagittarius A King Trophy, you know, you've been the whatever trophy, I don't want it to be a trophy collection, I want it to be more meaningful than that
1: the word you're looking for is achievements <laughs> no yeah. Bing, so you've, you've crashed your type 10 versions, I so. would go for the full collection of ships crashed into stations
3: as, as to why there's no achievements on Steam yet, I'm still confused
1: because there are on
3: PS4 and Xbox One, but I'm not an achievement hunter so I don't give a damn
0: mm. Well, let me get there for the moment. Um, what we'll do is um, there are a, a, a call earlier today for questions, what, uh, basically along this kind of line. So we'll just quickly skin them. If there's something that um, we feel that we can do a deep dive in at a later point, we'll keep them back uh, and uh, uh, probably revisit them at a later point. But um, Duncan Levitt asks what was happening with Turning Lave Station, Um, I'm afraid to say, I don't know. Grant, you're the expert on the BSG. What happened with all that? Did it all just fizzle Uh, out?
1: Basically, we we got an an agreement on an offering by the Alliance that they would help us take over war on the station. And um, our wonderful um, acting um, war general... um, whoever, whoever. <laughs> basically got tired of nothing happening. So, And uh, given the fact that not many members of the Lave crew give enough of a damn about it to um, come to a decision either way, we didn't bother going for any deals at all. We just thought, Ugh, who cares? What? However, that said, and this is not a call to arms or anything, the Alliance has had a pretty major split and shake up recently and there is enough dissidents on many sides that would be happy to pick a side in that kind of conflict <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't got so, any so we'll designs give you for a it. Stick to stir things with shall I? yeah i mean there there's any designs on our half to to take over live station and it's not something that we could um manage in that kind of level so uh, it, and it isn't something that we would push people to do at all. It's not one of those things. It's it's not that important. So uh, we rely on you guys who are, you know associate yourselves with Live Radio to to make the decisions on what you'd like to see happen, and you guys can do what you like. You know, it's it's fine with whoever taking charge. We thought we'd give them a bit of support throughout, and it definitely, excuse me, opened us up to some interesting discussions um, regarding the background simulations and stuff, no it was awesome and again done in a very kind of upbeat way, so I love the background simulator, it's one of the best things in this game, it's amazing. Even so much so that if you are out at Smeaton at the moment, uh, probably due to the actions of Fozza last night, the system seems <laughs> to have broken out into a war <laughs> and the number of missions available to Smeaton have dropped dramatically. So be warned.
0: Blame the, second tech. the
1: Smeaton hard then, did he? Oh, it's either him or me. <laughs> One of the two of us. <laughs>
0: Well, Stu Barbs asked a couple of questions. Um, have the Thargoids kidnapped Fozzer? Are they programming And is it likely we'll find him in the middle of America with no memory of events and a sore bum? <laughs> we think, well, well, we'll have to wait for Fozzer to get back to us on that. But I think i have just had an idea for a sketch. We haven't done a second, second text sketch in quite a while, so...
2: It sounds like a doctor's thing, doesn't it?
1: It could be, um, but Fozzer was meant to be joining us tonight, and then this morning work changed things on him, so he is desperate to get back onto Live Radio, he he loves it dearly, and um, so it was almost, Fozzer was almost with us tonight, and we hope that he can definitely get back in this cockpit and keep us on the straight and narrow. Mm.
0: Um, Stu Bobs also suggests: Can you fire collection limpets into a burning station as some kind of fishing
3: game? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fun idea. But no, I think they burn up inside the station. I, I like the
2: second part of his question:
3: <laughs> I like fishing. Fishing idea, yes.
2: Which says: For that matter, can you enlighten your fighter bay with a slot? fire NPCs
0: in there. I think that is an excellent
3: idea. Yes. Using fighters to pick up cargo. Using fighters like SRVs to pick up cargo. I like the idea of that. Yeah. (laughs) Fog the beluga outside and then fly in and out of the dock with the fighter. Nearly said sidewinder.
0: Um. Ian Norton puts them forward. Uh, would you like to see special ship submissions? E.g. take this Federal Security Service Viper and murder some Imperial diplomat. That'd I would like... Go well with hot. Uh, I, think
3: I like that right idea. idea. Put my ship away for a few days and go and take some, like... In Euro Truck they're called quick jobs. They assign you a truck as well as a trailer. So a vehicle to do the job with. Okay. I think yeah, now and again that would be nice thing to do just like put my ships away and see what so other so, people play for a while.
0: Yeah. So effectively it would also bypass the hot ships thing.
3: Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like at, for example at LaveCon I really did enjoy like just leaving my console open and saying to other people you know have a play see what you think and then like going across to the other machines and like Friend of mine, Connor, was there as well, and he um, he had his machine set up with his ship, and I had to play around in his. What was he flying at the time? I think it was a cutter. I must admit that was an experience. So yeah, I wouldn't done a job. No, 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 no. I still have my ships. I didn't. Somehow, I managed to survive all of LaveCon without buying a single rebuy through other people flying my ships.
0: Well, that was quite lucky for you.
3: That was lucky, but...
4: but
0: okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Ash Fuller has asked, how do you think Frontier can improve the immersive experience? Personally, I think that's such a big question. We could save that one for probably a whole show topic, isn't it? <laughs>
3: that could be a whole show on its own. <laughs>
2: the, the, the the glib answer is buy a bigger bucket. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, Stu's also... St- Put forward one which is, I think, quite close to people's hearts at the moment. And again, I think it's one thing that we'll have to um, we'll have to come back to. I mean, the question is: um, Do you ever feel enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic about playing Elite Dangerous? But then, once you get into it, you can't think of anything to do.
3: All the time, time. it to- happens to him. Um, yes, it, I can uh, relate to that. I did that. Um... Last night, I was thinking about things to do, and I was actually asking in Discord, you know, what are the hot things to do at the minute? And I decided to get in one of my ships, and I was going to go fly to the burning stations and do some more of the rescue missions, and I just ended up closing the game and going to bed.
2: (laughs) For me, it's what I tend to do is set myself a, if I feel like that, I feel as I ought to be playing or I want to play but don't know what to do I usually just set myself a small goal even mm. if it's something simple about oh, I know I haven't been to X system for ages and you'll just go there or I'm running low on this engineering material I'll just go and get a few bits of arsenic or something set yourself a small goal so that even if you're only on for 10 or 15 minutes you go away from the game feeling as though you've achieved something
3: Yes, it's one of those things. Though, it's like well, when you go, I was you... planning on doing that. I actually got—I went to lay, got into one of our ships for doing the passenger runs, and I thought, you know what, I actually can't be bothered. I Yes, for one some reason over the last change. couple of days, have um, I've lost enthusiasm for the game. So I don't know. I should be back soon, but I'm still waiting. Another game. Take the on minute. the late radio sidewinder
2: in the sidewinder.
1: <laughs> but you see I, I was think, wondering how many people have forgotten about that. I think if you if you go to the kitchen to to make your dinner you think, what do I fancy? Uh, not, not really. There might be tons of food in, but it's just in case it doesn't take your fancy. So sometimes um, I like exploring uh, on a Sunday afternoon. I like trade running back and forth, doing nothing in particular. And then when there's an event like a rescue, I like to get into that. If there's a Hutton event or a trucker's event, you know, running out to Hutton and things, then I, I, I quite enjoy it when there's an event that's maybe not just in-game. Um, But other than that, when I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to play this weekend? I'll think, I just want something that's going to be quick to get into the action and uh, I can't really be bothered with Elite at the moment. And whether or not that is burnout or not, because I don't think you have to play a game constantly. I think it's just variations quite nice and there's a lot of variation in Elite. But we've been playing it for the best part of, according to the stats, 14-odd weeks worth of gameplay. And I still come back to the game, you know. So live radio night is great. Sundays is generally when I would do things. And, of course, last night was my run to Elite, so that was my reason for doing it. And I got it, so I'm happy. Now I'm looking at exploration and combat, thinking, how do I tick them up? So you, I've always got something to drive me, um, but I just don't particularly find on a a particular night that I wouldn't rather have a couple of rounds of PUBG with the guys or jump into Seven Days to Die to take that kind of community game um, that Elite doesn't always have just that kind of instant gratification yeah but then you look at those games And I might have played PUBG for 14 weeks. Do I have anything in PUBG to actually show that? Or to suggest that I've gone through my, you know, rites of passage? No. Does Elite have that? By the bucket load. (laughs) So... That's the you know the difference is elite is me flying a ship and doing stuff and I take pride in what my commander achieves and, and how well he's doing, and PUBG I couldn't give a rat's arse if I run myself over with my own car which I have done, and um, and then the likes of you know other games uh, the the new new one I'm currently playing is that uh, they are billions. And you know, it's great fun and it takes you out of your head. And I think sometimes you have to tailor make your gaming as to what will best take you out of your head for the most time that you have available. Yeah, one
2: the one of well, the two that um caught my eye from the uh, uh from, from the list. Um one of which which asked me what's the latest with my NPC experiments. Um well, I think I mentioned that at the start, in that it, on some screens, uh, there, is now a ne- there is now a minus symbol in front of how much money they've earned. So they are now paying me um, to be part of my crew. And but the main one was um, from Martin. Um, he says, care to expand on the community side of things. If people are time poor in game, are they not going to be time poor to join a community Do communities want players that can't rock up and support the war effort, etc? And I would say, well, there are absolutely communities that don't require you to support the war effort or turn up and do X, Y, and Z. Uh, There are lots of communities out there that you can do whatever you like and just turn up and have fun, even for a few minutes um, a week. Um, So my suggestion to Martin would be uh, check out the streams, the streamers and see which community you like the look of. There's also a um, a, 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 groups function, a groups forum in the main forum where you can ask the questions. So it's absolutely not the um, game or community where you have to rock up and min-max power game all the time. You can be as silly or as sensible um, as you
0: like. Although there will be these excuse the pun, elite groups which they will they will put in the minimum requirements where you say, no, you've got to have a, a hyper-engineered anaconda in order to join us. I, I guess those kind of things, are, they're kind of unavoidable.
3: No, this yeah, is, but would you want really to be like... a part you've got to ask yourself the question of would you want to be a part of a group that's like that? Um, if you, if that you, is a good...
1: Well, th- yeah,
2: and, and if you do want to be part of that, then there are groups available. If you don't, there are also groups available. So,
1: I think, you know... Sorry, Grant. We don't, no, no, uh, as, as a member, as one of the members of the, the Hutton Truckers, we pride ourselves as a group as as not forcing people to do things but giving people a list of things that we you know that would help us and then relying on them and enough of them to do so but if they don't then we don't you know we don't make the progress that we'd like And that's just tough tits, frankly. And if people do, you know, so we then also like to put on the events that uh, we have events pretty much all the time now. We've got um, the monthly mug meet where everyone flies to Hutton to meet up to get some mugs and gin and then heads off and sells them at profit wherever they are and they wing up and help load each other. Uh, We do that on Xbox, PS4 and PC and we're gonna try and get the radio station involved in that so that we can give shout-outs across platforms as well for people, which is again what you want. Is it's, it's a sense of being part of something that's not just you in the game on your own. And I think of, you know, when I joined the likes of Eve and I was a single pilot with no access to multiplayer, no friends playing the game, and I just basically Sat in a station reading books for four weeks and five weeks and I kept renewing my license and then I thought, you know what? Nah, stuff it. <laughs> Don't care about even anymore. I just there was no there was no joy. And I tried joining one of the corporations and I just didn't feel that there was any belonging. And I know it's difficult because if you're not on the likes of Facebook, then it's very difficult to get hooked into the groups. Because that's where the easiest way is to have it. Otherwise, it's another forum, that's just another website you've got to click on to go to. Again, we like to create as much content as we can around the game to help people get immersed into the world. That
2: is the key, isn't it? And that is the key. You want to create an environment where people do things because they want to do
0: things, not because they feel obliged to. Right. Well, okay, we'll we'll leave that discussion aside, I think, for for the point, because, again, that's that's only things you can go into a deep dive on. Um, But what we'll do is we'll quickly go over the um, the things that the community have been up to in the last uh, three or four weeks. Uh, And the first thing to to announce would be the Enigma um, expedition. Now, um, I don't know. Has anybody else heard about this one?
3: I have heard about Is this it. the one that they're taking just um Beluga's and orcas? Or am
0: I... Uh, yeah. Um this is really to help a commander Dove Enigma thirteen. Um this particular commander, Brandon Keith from Tuscan Arizona, has been battling tumors for three years now. And unfortunately um the prognosis is not looking good. So one of the things that he's, he's wanting to do for his uh, 40th birthday is that he wants to do a massive expedition to Colonia from the lighthouse. Uh, we've got quite a frontier backing this one, uh, the sovereignty is backing this one. It is, it's going across the entire uh, community uh, so far, and um, that will be leaving the lighthouse Um, sorry the windows decided to just jump in at me just right then uh, on January the 12th uh, at 7 GMT Uh, so Jackson's Lighthouse which is the only neutron star in the bubble
1: so yeah get involved in that if you want to help make and mark uh, this commander's well yeah basically it's is going to be what he's hoping to 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 make it to that final sort of journey destination where he can kind of be i think you know one of the things that we all fear of in our our end is being forgotten and this is our way of showing a bit of support to commander and um just saying look you know this this event will be remembered. You'll always be remembered in this game, and I think you know it's a very poignant thing. So yeah, three days time. Maybe, yeah. Get involved if you want. It's just a case of flying out to Colonia, and um, yeah, get you, get yourselves uh, involved if you want to. There's the information in the forums. Does it have a link for anyone to get in touch with if you're going to? sign do. up?
0: Yes, we've, we've got the link in the show notes. We'll be we putting that up. Uh, I mean, moving on, we've got uh, Commander Amrithan, him of um, blue uh, Blueprints fame, has gone and done a comparison of the Type 10. Uh, that's appeared on the forums as well. Uh, have you seen the amount of detail he puts into these? they phenomenal. Oh, it's excellent, isn't it? I'm surprised the
2: cow hasn't printed it out and put it on his wall, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wouldn't surprise me hey? um <laughs> i mean I've, there's been a, a, a couple of uh, very helpful threads that are or Threads that have appeared lately uh, across the entire forums. So we've got. Um, I'll just quickly summarize them here. We've got uh, Quothleeth's list of uh, dangerous, elite, dangerous discords. We've put a, We'll put a link in the show notes so that you will be able to then see how many Discord servers there are to do with elite dangerous. And trust me, there is an awful, an awful lot of them. Uh, I mean, Endo Fury on Reddit has put together a fantastic new player starter guide, which um, I've looked through. And, and to tell you the truth, if you are starting out with Elite Dangerous, which maybe one or two of you are listening to the first time to Live Radio, uh, if you go and check the Elite Dangerous Reddit, uh, and I think they've pinned Endo Fury's list at the top of the page, uh, it will give you a a good guide at getting started. Uh, in addition, Alex Turner, he always does a fantastic um, summary page of, of what the latest happenings have been on the forums and on news. And I have to give a personal shout-out to Commander Factor Factor Bollius, uh because he's done this fantastic Thargoid FAQ threat on the forums and underneath the alien sub-forum. Uh, so uh, there is plenty of help if you know where to look. Uh, in addition, has anybody seen what Dark Desires managed to do with something that's 1.2 meters long?
2: Oh, the Lego Anaconda!
0: Lego yeah, uh, that that is. Oh, hats off to the man! <laughs> it's, it's, it takes you, it takes your breath away. How much He's even done
2: little SRVs as well,
0: isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You can just imagine Benny from the spaceship guy from the Lego Movie just looking at that and losing his helmet.
2: I just wish I had that much Lego as a kid.
0: Yeah, does it say how many um, how many places he uh, how many pieces rather he's used? Uh, I don't
2: think so. It does say it weighs about four kilograms. <laughs> uh, but he didn't say how many cargo bays he had in it, the way
0: Jesus, 14. Bloody hell, that's an awful lot. So, right the
3: is pretty impressive. Yeah,
0: but then again, he's actually building something creative. He's not using any kit, is he? He's not using any instructions. he, so is, he, he is genuinely leader, a master builder. <laughs> Um, And then finally, well, uh, the SDC have raised their their heads again about this tracking combat loggers issue. Now, uh, I think we've been over this again and again and again, but um, Frontier have responded twice to this thread already, basically saying that it is a situation that they are monitoring and they are doing stuff about it. I think we, all we have to say about this is the only issue that we have is and um, if anybody disagrees with me here raise a hand is that maybe every now and again frontier just need to say right we've we've banned this many people for for doing this we've banned this many people for doing that this many people have been shadow banned uh and just something to give people feedback that they aren't ignoring the, the issue. It is being looked at. It is being dealt with. And hopefully, when the new crime and punishment stuff comes in, the, the new be working yet again in in Q1, we'll have something that's a lot more robust.
2: Yeah, definitely. Frontier do certainly need to publicly say um, how many people they've taken action on and in what category. Now, I, I take the point you can't tell them Tell us exactly what they are banned for because you know it just opens it up for abuse. But you, you can no,
3: definitely, you um, some statistics like this many people were banned for combat logging, this many people were banned for account sharing, or whatever you know the offenses are that can get you banned. Uh,
2: I think this is a subject we could have quite happily have as a main topic. Again, on the show again, again. <laughs> and again yeah,
0: yeah. so we'll, what we'll do is quickly before we're, we're coming to the end of the show so we'll, we'll give out some uh, shout outs before we have our fantastic Galnet news from uh, the aforementioned Commander with a Spoon so um, as you all know uh, Levecon 2018 is set for the 8th and 10th of June uh, we are hoping to have tickets soon we will let you know as soon as we know anything about it um, the CQD, uh, CQC Discord, which is uh, discord.me, uh, Elite Dangerous CQC, for those who are looking. Um, I've been actually been using this over the, the holidays quite a lot, actually. be getting a game nine times out of ten. Really, really, really good fun. So, we'd just like to thank. I mean, who have you got with you flying around there, Cowan, Ashley? Oof, creaky. Um, oh, that's a
1: question. I
3: haven't been targeting anyone.
1: Let's have a look and see. We have Commander Commander
3: Validium in a corvette.
1: Yep. We've got Bapster, Dissington. Uh, We had COD. uh, Commander
3: Lute in a python. And someone so close to me I can't turn around. Thank you to whoever that is. Holly Doodle. That's you, Cal. Damn you. Uh, Who's the (laughs) nine? And it's type seven.
1: Yeah, Commander Loot. We have Commander Squirrel. 89 you just did that one.
3: Commander Holy Doodle in an Asp Explorer.
1: Codlips. Yeah, that's us. I think that's everyone. We yeah. just
2: want Commander Cuddly Toy now to finish it off.
3: <laughs> and a Commander Sonamugi, who's been driving me around today, keeping me out of the cold so kindly. <laughs> so yeah I mean we'd like to thank everybody in the bitch in the, in the chat all
0: 55 of you uh, for, for joining us uh, and I'd say just quickly has anybody got any any other business any, yes, anything quick to touch on okay. I, have.
2: I did some math earlier on um, in the year and I have worked out that um, we have 19 more episodes to go 200th live radio episode, and it just so happens it is 19 weeks live gone
0: well let's just hope we don't have a lot of illness hitting us quite a lot, but that would be some nice timing wouldn't it uh, yeah, well, Top shift 99 will be out soon, so I'm just one away from my 100. But I think that's it for another lesson, uh, another lesson, another episode of that's Lave Radio. Another lesson. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at Lave Radio, Lave Radio, Facebook slash Lave Radio, and Lave Radio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to http.tinyourlm.com slash live chat or you can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at about half eight and streamed out on live. so thanks to PsychoCal thanks to Ashley uh, and thanks to Shan and thanks to all those commanders that have joined us outside Lave Station so until next time fly safe and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's
3: almost like having orange inserted in it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you need
1: a safe one, please.
4: 9th of January 3304 We read the news so you don't have to In this week's news The Dove Enigma Thargoids 9 Aegis nil. More evidence of Thargoid drink drive danger The Dove Enigma A new megaship is being constructed in Colonia, to be named in honour of Commander Davenigma Enigma-13, a commander who has metastatic melanoma, and who plans to fly out to Colonia to see his namesake megaship, while he can. Together with Commander Greatest, he's organised an expedition, starting at Jackson's Lighthouse, the only neutron star in the bubble, and ending at his new megaship in Colonia. Along the way, the expedition will take in galactic wonders such as Heaven's Lathe, the Red Spider Nebula, the abandoned settlements in the Conflux, the newly discovered Guardian Cities in Skoudae, the Crux, the Death Spiral, the Venetian Nebula, Vihara Gate, and the Animula Spires. More than 150 Commanders have already joined the Expedition, which will be gently paced to suit Commander Dove Enigma 13, and which seeks to raise credits to help citizens affected by cancer. Commanders who wish to join are encouraged to visit edsm.net and look for Enigma Expedition under the Expeditions tab. Commanders can sign up there and follow the link to the forum post. Commanders, may your journey be safe and prosperous. And see you in the bar, on the Dove Enigma megaship. Thargoids 9, Aegis 0. After a week off for Christmas, the Thargoids are at it again. And another three Aegis research bases in the Pleiades have been left smouldering after coordinated Thursday morning attacks. Commanders have been invited to help with the evacuation and to help with repairing the six stations that were previously attacked. Galnet's starport status updates, which were previously of little interest, now list out the ongoing requirements from these stricken stations. The stations will not be restored to service until the entire quota of materials has been delivered. It's notable that the initial enthusiasm to help seems to have died off somewhat, with large amounts of materials still required to repair the starports. It appears that the Thargoids have been attacking the scientific establishments, but have not been seeking to cause any unnecessary deaths, leading to a theory that they're trying to encourage Aegis to back off and leave the Pleiades to the Thargoids. There's no indication that the Thargoid attacks are likely to spread outside the Pleiades or to target stations not managed by Aegis. However, there's another theory about the burning Aegis laboratories, Large numbers of potty professors with highly flammable lab coats let loose with far too many Bunsen burners. Sounds like a recipe for inevitable conflagration. Perhaps Aegis is inventing the Thargoid attacks to cover up the ineptitude of its own barmy boffins. More evidence of Thargoid drink-drive danger. a second crushed Thargoid scout ship has been discovered in the Pleiades. This scout was found after closely examining images of unknown origin, found in the Canon Interstellar Archive, and identifying the location using prominent stars in the picture, and can be found in System Pleiades Sector Lima November-Tango Charlie-3-4 Planet-2A at coordinates negative 60.942.6. The scout ship appears to have landed edge onto the planet's surface and to have rolled like a wheel until it became embedded in its current location. Scattered around the crash site are what appear to be the remains of Thargoid recreational drugs and other items of interest to Professor Palin at Obsidian Orbital. Interestingly, there are six parallel scratch marks on each of the underside body panels that appear to have been made deliberately. Why did the Thargoid vessel crash into the planetary surface? Were those packs of Thargoid resin enough to impair the Thargoid pilot's judgment? Had he been drinking Listean evil juice? Or was there a more mundane explanation? Had his ship and his body been attacked by a lethal mycoid virus, deliberately introduced by the Machiavellian predecessors to Aegis, the Intergalactic Naval Reserve Arm, or INRA, a secretive, partly scientific, partly military organisation set up to counter the Thargoid invasion of the 32nd century and whose underhand and unethical practices were systematically covered up by successive governments and the mycoid virus delivered using a patsy, would-be hero pilot. Commander John Jameson who was subsequently killed in order to cover up the act of genocide sometimes the simplest explanations are the best And that's this week's Galnet News Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to